Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit to give us the gift of wisdom to help us see as you see, Lord Jesus. Please calm our hearts and calm our minds to help us remain here, which is the most important thing we'll do all day. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. So as we gather here today, this is one of the most challenging Gospels. But when we come to Mass, it's important to continue to learn about the Mass and kind of the ins and outs of the Mass so we don't become zombies. We don't go into autopilot mode and start thinking about what's on my grocery shopping list or what, do I have to, what laundry do I have to get done today? We've got we to be here, right? And one person that loves for you to be distracted and not learn more about the Mass is the evil one. So I want you just to focus in for the next few minutes as we look at our Gospel reading, but also look at our first reading. Because when we come to Mass, almost always, the first reading is fulfilled in the Gospel. And the second reading typically is a straight line, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. So when we, read, when we listen to the first reading, we should always be thinking in our heads, how is Jesus going to fulfill this? Because in our first reading, which comes from the book of Sirach, and for those of you who have been going to daily Mass, you've been hearing from Sirach. And Sirach is a book from a father to his son. And the book of Sirach is a book that's only found in the Catholic Bible. Protestant Bibles do not have the wisdom literature that Catholic Bibles do have. And this wisdom from a father to his son, he says, the fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. The fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. So too does one's speech to close, disclose the bent of one's mind. So then we look at our gospel reading today, we look at that last line, where it says, For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you can almost hear Jesus looking at this wisdom literature and bringing it to fruition, right? And he wants us to be knowledgeable, to have wisdom, to actually apply the gospel to our lives, but also to see the ins and outs of the Mass. And as we come, he says, Praise no one before he speaks, for it is then that people are tested. For Again, for from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what about us? Are we actually going to take the gospel and look at ourselves? Are we, are right now, are we good trees? Are we bearing good fruit by the way we speak and the way we treat others? Or have we become bad trees and we're producing bad fruit? Because the Lord calls all of us in all of our stages of our lives, you could, be, you could have just had a really good week. Your week could have been so-so. It could have been a horrible week. But he's always encouraging us to be better and not to be bitter, as Mother Teresa would often say to her sisters. He's always encouraging us to be better and not to be bitter because it's so easy to notice the plank or the, the, the speck in your brother's eye, right? To see what's wrong with people, especially if you watch the news All they do is talk about what's wrong with people, what's wrong with the world, what's wrong with this thing or that that thing. But the Lord calls us to be different, to, to always have in our eyes the beam of the cross so we see as he sees. Because if we try to see as the way the world sees, you're going to be frustrated pretty quickly and you're going to produce a lot of bad fruit and no one's really going to want to be around you. Yet, if you see as Jesus sees, when he looks upon you, he sees a son or a daughter, 
who the father is madly in love with. So in love with that the father sent his only son to die for you. Let me just say that again. The father is madly in love with you. He's so in love with you that he sent his only son to die for your sins. And he wants you to see for eternity with that reality, with that wooden beam in your eyes, but not the wooden beam of judgment. So often we have to ask ourselves, we have to pull ourselves back from this world that's getting so secular, that likes to see what's wrong with things instead of what's good. We have to pull ourselves back and just first of all say, Jesus, how do you see me? Jesus, how do you see me? Because if we don't believe it ourselves, that we are a son or a daughter of the Father, then we become very judgmental. And we look at others and we see what's wrong with them. And we tear them down and we forget to say, ask God, how do you see them? How well do I know them? Why am I so quick to judge them? Because the Lord wants us to slow down and not be zombies, not be an autopilot. He wants us to be sons and daughters who are missionary disciples of the good news. And people should hear from the fullness of our hearts, which is just about to be filled with the Son's body and blood, by, by the way. We should be speaking joy. We should speak in truth. And we too should be willing to receive correction for the times where we are wrong, for the times that we are not living the gospel. And someone should be able to call us out and say, hey, I don't, maybe I'm seeing this wrong, but you know, we just heard that gospel reading today. We received the Eucharist on Sundays. It's also praying, striving for holiness. And you know, you, you got a foul mouth. And when you're around me, it really makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm striving for holiness and I hope you are too. Because from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? So let's take that a little bit further. So how do how husbands, how do you speak to your wives? Do you tell them that you love them every day? Do you tell them how much you appreciate them every day? Do you tell them how beautiful they are every day? And wives, do you, do you encourage your husband to tell how much you respect him? And husbands, are we living in a way that's upright for our wives to notice that? And fathers, are you telling your sons how proud of them you are? Because if you don't, your father doesn't do that, what happens is the son's going to look for it in other disordered ways. And fathers, are you telling your daughters how beautiful they are and how precious they are to you, that they are your, truly your princess? Because if you don't, they're going to look for it in other ways. So as we close this homily, I'm just going to read to you a little reflection from Bishop Barron from the Magnificat that he gave this week. And I want to challenge you to do the same. Because one thing Bishop Barron talks about is a retreat he was on, and his retreat master gave him a challenge. This is going to be my challenge to you from Bishop Robert Barron. And he says, I remember years ago during a retreat, the director asked each of us to call to mind a person we found uniquely hard to take and then recount in some detail the characteristics of that person 
that made him or her so obnoxious to us. He says, I confess that we entered into the exercise with some relish. So maybe you can just do that right now. Think of, just, we'll just start with one, okay? Just start with one. Just one person who gets on your nerves, one person who, when you're around them, your neck muscles get tight. But then the retreat master made the devastating recommendation. Now, he said, I want, you, I want each of you to return to your rooms and ask God to forgive you for those very faults in yourself. His words were as unnerving and as illuminating as Jesus's. And as a priest, I'll never ask you to do anything I don't do, and I will do that task today during my holy hour. And it's important to ask the Lord to reveal to you and step back and saying, what in me is not allowing me to love this person? Because you, Jesus, love me in my sin. You, Jesus, love me in my brokenness. You, Jesus, love me in my numbness. And he calls each of us to be better and not to be bitter. So the challenge this week is before you. And if you really want to enter into this Mass, place that person, place yourself on this altar. And stop holding on to them and stop holding on to yourself. Stop holding on to those people that you can't love, that are so difficult to love, and let the Lord show you how to do it. Because the Lord wants you to be good trees that produce good fruit. And he wants your heart to be filled with his love so that from that fullness of your heart, people may hear the good news of Jesus Christ. May Almighty God bless you this week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.